be this is an encouragement to you. And as most of you know, I grew up in Germany. I was born there, and I spent 20 years of my life there. And in Germany, where I'm from, from the south at least, we have four seasons. So we have very nice and hot summers where you get your flip-flops out, you can get a tan, um, you just open your door, and it's very nice. And then it's autumn, and everything is a bit wetter, and the leaves fall, and yeah, it gets a bit chillier, so you need a light coat, and then it gets winter, and it gets about minus 10 where I'm from. And we have loads of snow, because we are very near the Alps, uh, so skiing, we grew up skiing or snowboarding, and yeah, it was freezing cold. And then spring comes, and you can go out in a light jumper. Yeah, so we, I grew up with four seasons, and every season had something special and something I liked, and every se season had something I didn't like that much, but it was just how it was, Very, four distinct seasons. And then I was 20, and then I moved to the Philippines for two years. And it was one season. Okay? The Filipinos would say there's two seasons, because they would say there's hot season and there's rainy season. But rainy season is still hot season. So the Philippines basically have one season. And I mean, I love hot. I really enjoyed it. But I really struggled with the fact that I couldn't pin things down that happened because everything was just the same. It was just the blur. I mean, Christmas Day, shorts, flip-flops, sweat, uh, plastic Christmas trees because no real pine trees in the Philippines. Everything was just the same. I, my brain was just confused, absolutely confused, forever hot. And then I moved to the UK. <laughs> Completely different story. Um, one and a half seasons, two, sometimes four in a day, sun and snow. Um, but mostly autumn, maybe, with a bit of spring every now and then. And then you may get a summer day, but yeah, it's all a bit of a blur in this country. But I like it. It's home. Um, but either way, one season, two seasons, four seasons, I reckon that most of us have one particular season that they prefer. Um, and that may be because you really enjoy shorts and flip-flops. Um, though I know a couple of people who wear them all year long. Um, it may be that you prefer winter season because you love mince pies. And you like it nice and cozy, and you like to light a fire, and um, yeah. Most of us will have arranged with ourselves with the fact that seasons come, seasons go, whether we like them or not, whether we prefer them or not. We just, we accept the fact that the seasons, and I'm just literally talking outside the weather, right? We've, we've just accepted, okay, this is how it is now. Um, I can't really, I can't really change it. So whether I like it or not, I'll just arrange um, with it. And for us, we all go through different seasons in life. And for most of us, life is not a Filipino season life or a Mozambican life or wherever, any other hot country you, you choose or you name it. Um, 
equally for most of us, life is not like an Antarctica kind of life where it's always cold. We go through different seasons. Some seasons we like and we, have, we, would, we would choose naturally, um, and some other seasons we don't like and we wouldn't necessarily choose them. Some seasons are super short and we just go through them and it's fine, and some other seasons, they just seem endless. We're like, when are they finally going to end? It's like this long summer. Yesterday, I was tempted to turn the heating on. I was, uh, long winter, so, sorry. I was tempted to turn the heating on again. I was like, it was so hot already, and now I'm freezing cold. Two pairs of socks. But I didn't turn the heating on. Um, but yeah, some seasons are just longest than others. And sometimes it, it's easier for us to say yes to the seasons we're going through in our life, and sometimes that's really difficult. Yet God has us walk through different seasons. You walk through different seasons. I walk through different seasons. And life is just not always the same. And as we journey with the Lord, you know, we're, we're called to say yes to him and to embrace him, but actually also to embrace the things that God has for us and the things that God has walked us through. And that may be a good season. Sometimes that may be a harder season, yet we're called to embrace it. And we do this thing with Liam. Friends of ours in the Philippines actually started it. It's called Hug and Squeeze. So Liam is quite a a cuddly little boy. Um, But sometimes we're like, okay, Liam, hug and squeeze. So he comes and we go, one, two, three, (laughs) that's what we do, and he would squeeze really hard, well, really hard, and the idea is just, you know, just a little bit closer, just a little bit harder, and in his case, it's, (laughs) it's like that, Um, but that's it, hug and squeeze, just, just a little bit more than just a, come on, give me a hug, but just a little closer, and when we look at um, what embracing actually means, embracing on the one side can mean to hold, um, to hold one closely in your arms um, or as a sign of affection. But it also actually means to accept, to embrace something means to accept willingly, enthusiastically. Okay? Um, so if you embrace someone's hug, you don't just go like, okay, hug. You, you actually hug back. You accept the hug. And we are called to embrace the things that God has for us and the seasons that we walk through um, in our journey with the Lord. We're called to embrace the things God has for us individually, different challenges, different situations, um, whatever we face as we journey with him, the easy and the hard, the short ones and the long ones that seem to never end. Um, and like with people, it's, it's a bit easier to actually embrace people that you know or that you like. It's a bit more awkward to embrace someone that you're not very familiar with or that you don't particularly like. Um, and that's the same. We have things in life and seasons in life that we feel like, yes, God, I can do this. I am happy to embrace this. And other seasons where we go, well, actually, I'm out of here. And yet we're still in the season. But God's called us to say yes and to embrace it. And embracing the seasons we go through and the things that the Lord has prepared for us and the stuff that we walk through, regardless of what it is, 
embracing it is actually wanting what God has for us and wanting what God is teaching us in that very moment through whatever we go through. Embracing is trusting God that he knows what he's doing in the very moment you're in. And that he knows why you're in there. Embracing is saying, God, I trust you with my life and I trust you with what you're doing right now. It's saying yes to the Lord and it's saying yes to the things that you go through. And looking at my own life, I realized that there's, there's something when I go through seasons, regardless of whether I find them easy or challenging or if they're joyful or hard season, I realized that um, I need to understand that verse in Isaiah where it says, for I, know I have the plan, for, for I know the plans I have for you, plans for you to prosper, not to harm you, plans for you to give you a hope and a future. And as I was preparing, I really felt that the Lord was emphasizing this and that he said, you know, Elisa, we have to understand, you, you and me, we have to understand that the Lord is good. We have to understand that he's for us. You have to understand he is for you. He is for you. He doesn't want to harm you. He is the one who wants to give you hope. He's the one who wants to give you future. In fact, he's the one who holds your future. He is good. And that doesn't change when we go through tough seasons. It doesn't change. The Lord is unchangeable. He does not change. It doesn't change when we walk through stuff that we would have never chosen in a million years. The reality is that the Lord is good and that he wants to give you a hope. When, he, when, you, when God takes you places that you don't want to be in, when something really unexpected um, is happening, you need to hear today, I need to hear today that the Lord is good, that he's got plans for you to prosper. And you know, often we use this as sort of like a long-term blessing. Hey, just go in peace because the Lord has good plans for you. But this is a present reality. This is a reality for every single situation we're in. We sang this morning that he is faithful. He is healing right now. He is hope. He is joy. He is peace. He is life. And that's a reality this morning. You have to hear this morning that God wants to give you a hope right where you are at now. Okay? In, in the desert you may be in. In, in the long waiting for something. And they're feeling like it's never going to end. You have to know this morning that God is good and that he's got a hope for you. In your pain, in your suffering, you have to know this morning that the Lord wants to give you a future and that he is good right now. In the dark pit you may be in, in the not knowing what's going to happen next, God is good Hey, he holds your future. He's, he's got you. He's got you. In your grief, God is there and God is good. If you're in a season of just being completely confused, not knowing what to do, God knows. He wants to give you a hope. He wants to give you a future. In your sickness, God is good. 
you need to hear this this morning. God is healing right now. And he wants to heal your broken heart in whatever situation you're in when it's been a tough season. And you need to know that this verse in Isaiah is for you for today. Okay? When things get tough, God is good. He's for you. He's the one who gives you hope and a future. And sometimes embracing starts by saying yes to God in that very moment, in the very situation, in the very season you are in. And I know most of us will have said yes to God when we gave our life to Jesus, but actually by embracing this, or embracing this situation, the season we're in is saying yes all over to God again in the now, in the pain, in the hurt, in the confusion, in the waiting. Say yes to God. And that sometimes is a little bit unwillingly or not as enthusiastically as the definition of the word um, embracing means. It often is. It starts here in the head, and we go like, okay, yes, God, I just say yes to you. I don't feel this, but I say yes to what you're doing right now. I say yes to this season that you have me in. Yes to you. And, and that yes is like a little, we're just pulling a little bit closer. If you imagine God, he would just going a little closer and say, yes, God, okay, yes, yes. And I, I realize in my own life that the more of these little yeses I do, and the more of the little embraces I do, that the easier it gets and the more it moves from here to here. So often I start off with saying yes to things in my head because I know logically, okay, I know the truth, God is good, God, da, 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 da. So I say yes in my head. But the more I do this, the more it moves to here. And I end up being able to fully embrace what God has because it's moved to my heart. And that's God's grace. And don't hear me wrong, I'm not saying we, we embrace pain means we look for the pain, okay? I'm not saying we go and look for pain at every opportunity and we look for difficulties. That's not what I mean. But it's saying in the pain, in the difficulty, in the loss, in the, in the dark place that I'm in, in the desert, Lord, I'm saying yes to you and what you're teaching me through this. Okay, I don't want the pain, and of course I want it to, to finish soon, but I'm still saying yes to what you are teaching me, God. I'm saying yes to you. And so to go back to the UK weather, um, so I mean I had six British summers, and for five years, every summer I was disappointed. Every summer I was waiting for when it would finally get hot. So hot in the way I understand it because the way I grew up. I was waiting, and then it was a good day. It was a bad day, but two summers I missed it because we, were, we went abroad. So exactly those two weeks that we were away, it was nice and warm here. So I came back, and it was not nice and warm anymore. And I was just always so frustrated. And that was until last year, one day. It was the beginning of the summer, and I thought, yeah, summer is finally here, and it's going to be nice and warm, and I woke up, and it was raining again, and it was gray, and just not summer, and I was complaining. I said, God, why is it like this? And God said to me, Elisa, you see, when you're in the Philippines, you also don't wake up thinking, it's a shame it didn't snow again. 
because you don't expect it to snow in the Philippines because the reality is it just doesn't snow here. So the problem is not actually the weather. The problem is that you have wrong expectations. And I was like, duh. Yeah, it just doesn't get super hot in this country. Why, I was, why was I for six years waiting for it to finally get super hot? So you see, sometimes the reason why you're discontent in a season um, or dissatisfied is actually because we've got wrong expectations. And again, looking at my own life, we, we, just, we walk through a particular season, we walk through a particular time or through different situations, we, we walk into something new, and our expectations, they're just, they're wrong, okay? We may expect certain things to happen or God to do a certain thing or to teach us something in particular, and we think, oh, I'm sure... God will want me to do this, and we start panicking already. And it may get rough sometimes in our life, or dry, or lonely. And what we tend to do is we go like, that's it. It's going to be all horrible. It's going to be like this. And we place expectations onto the season we're about to enter in that may not be on God's heart at all. But we walk in and we expect something to happen and it's already horrible even though nothing has happened yet. Or maybe, you know, you enter a very quiet season and it's very, yeah, not, not much is happening and you, we, we think, oh, I know how it's going to be like. I'll feel so far away from God. I won't hear him at all. Um, I'll just be so separated and it's, it's going to be horrible. And we walk into seasons with certain expectations. And I think often that those expectations weren't actually on God's heart for us for that particular season. But we pinned him down on what he will do or how it is going to be. And then often we walk that out. Not necessarily because God had prepared it, but we walk ourselves into it and then we walk it out. And we, we focus on those expectations. We set our mind on the expectations. We don't set our mind often on God, but on the expectations that we have. And there's so much for us to learn. And I think often we limit God. It's like as if we say God what he will teach us or how things will be instead of waiting, walking into the season and waiting what God wants to do in it and through the season in us. And as you know, Dom and I and Liam will be moving. And so for the last two years, we were in a very interesting situation, a very interesting season in our lives. And to be honest, it hasn't been a very easy season because we felt stirred and to seek the Lord about going and, and following him, and we, we felt it was right to move um, to the States and start the process of all of this, but we didn't really know if we would go for sure until we would hold a visa, and we also knew that it wasn't in our hands, it was in the Lord's hands. We just had the word or different words, and that's what we stood in, and so 
for a long time, to be honest, we felt like we were in two boats. So we, we knew we would probably, most likely, eventually go. But at the same time, we were still here. Um, and we walked into the season, and I said to the Lord, well, Lord, this is going to be crazy. How am I going to do this, you know, in two, two places, trying to work one thing out, still being here? And God's been teaching us so many different things. But out of all the things he could have taught us, and he, he taught us patience, to hang in there, to just trust, and a lot of stuff. But out of all the things, God said to, to myself and also to Dom, I want you to invest into friendships without building any walls um, and without holding anything back. And I want you to, to exercise wholeheartedness into what you're doing and into your ministry. I would have never guessed in a million years that that's what God wanted to de- teach me in this season. I would have never placed any expectations there. But God said, Elisa, invest in your friendships. And you know, I knew that it would hurt I knew that when the day comes, when we leave, that it's going to be really painful. But God's been teaching us. And we tried. Because I want to go through what God's teaching me. And I chose to embrace it. And I chose to say, okay, yes, God. I know that it's going to hurt when we leave. Because, you know, the easiest would have been to go. I distance myself from everybody and slowly detach. So it's not going to be painful. But God said, no, that's not what I want you to do. Love without any walls. And by God's grace, we were able to do that and to embrace that and to say, okay, and we invest, even though it's going to hurt. And as you can tell, it will hurt. But you know, I'm so glad we did, because we didn't miss out on anything. We didn't miss out on anything. God was teaching us, and he still is. And we want to do that until the very last day. And the same counts for the ministry that we were in, and for just different things that we were part of. You know, God always said, okay, I you, you think that you'll be leaving, but invest as if you're staying forever. Give everything you have. Give everything you have. And that was painful, and it was painful to embrace that. But that's what God wanted to teach us. And that's actually where the, the whole teaching is coming from. To say yes to what God has in this season you're in. It may be difficult, and it may be painful. <laughs> Um, but in it all, God is good, and God is giving me a hope, and God is giving me a future. <sighs> and, yes, yeah, so we walked this journey of being in those two boats and always thinking, like, oh, we're still here, we're still here, but we may go. And that was two years. That was a long time, always in that, in that position. And as I said, God was teaching us all sorts. But those were definitely the two main things that stood out. But he said, hang, hang in there and do it wholeheartedly. Do it wholeheartedly and don't hold back. 
and don't hold back. And we tried, and I hope that our friends would say that we did it well. Um, but, yeah, let me find where I was at. Yeah. You see, Jesus could have totally shortened those two years, because that was a long time. <laughs> he could have totally shortened it, and we could have gotten our visa um, right away, and yet he let us walk through it. He let us walk through it, and I'm so thankful, because I know in no other season of my life could I have learned and grown in investing so deliberately and so wholeheartedly, even though you know that you're not going to be part of it. So you, you, you invest, and you invest, and you invest, and then you know you're going to go off. You know, and God chose it, and I'm so thankful that we got to do this. And then he, got, he taught me to really love without limits, and to not be afraid of the pain. Um, yeah. So sometimes we expect things to be difficult, but I find that also sometimes we expect things to be really easy peasy. You see? Um, we just think, oh, everything's going to work out fine. I know God's called. We will do this. It'll be an easy ride. We expect good things. It's like the weather, right? It wasn't a bad thing to expect good weather. But even good expectations can be wrong expectations. And I'm not, my point is not to encourage you to not expect, but don't let, let the expectations get a hold of you and rule you. It's good to be expectant. But if it completely messes you up when those expectations don't happen, then there's a problem. So place your hope in Jesus and not in the expectations, okay? Every season holds challenges, but every season's, season holds a potential as well. You see, and often our tendency is to look at the challenges rather than the potential. And I just really want to encourage you, wherever you're at today, Go back to, okay, God, what is the potential in this season? What is the lesson? What can I learn? It's like Rebecca was saying a while ago, okay, I'm stuck in the house, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Or like Helen said, I know it's going to be challenging, but I want to do it well. You know, let's not focus on, on the challenges. Let's focus on the values and the potentials that the season, season has. Because... It may not be a dry season when you're a bit in the desert. It may be a season of getting to know Jesus in a completely different way. You know? When you go through a good season, you see the challenges that Jesus is going to go on the back burner and we rely on our own strength and, and we become proud. We think, oh, look at me. Look how well I've done it. So there is a challenge and a value in, in each season. We need to go back and focus on, okay, God, what are you doing right now? What is it you're teaching me? What do you think? Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, the reality is that most of the times we don't get it. We don't get why God has walked us through different seasons or to a particular season or a particular um, challenge or situation. But 
that's okay. It's okay because God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And we don't always have to understand. We're called to just say yes and to embrace it, even if we don't get it, because his plans are good. So be encouraged to, to look again at where, you are, where you're at and then go back to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I want my expectations to be right. What do you have for now? And then expect, put your, place your expectations upon his word, okay, rather than on previous experiences or what everybody else says or what, what you think. And often, I think what happens in seasons that when we're in seasons that we have not necessarily chosen or that we don't naturally like and we can't really say yes to it or we really struggle to say yes to it, is that we take our eyes off Jesus and onto ourselves. We take our eyes not just onto ourselves but onto the circumstances. And then all we can see is how difficult it is or how hard it is or how everybody else has got it so much easier, right? Because the grass is always greener somewhere else. But as you know, that's not the reality. The reality is that the grass is green where you water it. And that's a little, it's a little bit like Peter in the water. Jesus, the, the disciples were in the boat. Jesus was a little bit late. And there was a storm or highways. Jesus walks on the water to catch up with them. And that's what it says in Matthew 14, 24. The boat was already a considerable, considerably distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you in the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. You see, the reality is that the waves weren't any smaller when he got out of the water than they were when he was in the boat. Or the water wasn't any warmer than it was before. Jesus wasn't any closer than when he was in the boat or any further away. It was exactly the same. But while he was in the boat, he looked at Jesus and he was empowered. He was empowered and he saw the possibility as in walking on the water and being with Jesus and doing what Jesus is doing. But as soon as he stepped out and he looked at the waves and looked at the circumstances, he was actually enslaved to the circumstances and he began to sink and so I think it's the same for us. You know, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we can see the, the potentials and the possibilities, and we're empowered to walk through seasons that are tough and that we would have not chosen. But if we take our eyes off Jesus when it gets a bit rougher and we put them onto ourselves and we, we put them onto the circumstances, it gets really hard. It gets really difficult, and we're often enslaved to what we walk through, and we're bound and limited by those things. And we do, you know, Peter then cried out, Lord, come and, and save me. And Jesus did. 
And God does the same to us if it gets tough and we just we lose focus and we cry out. And God comes and rescues us. But if we learn to keep our eyes on him, regardless of what season we walk through, if we walk in the truth that his plan for us is good, that he holds our future, right in that very moment, we will learn not just to endure different seasons and to just potter along and wait until it's finally done, like kids who hate going for a walk. Like, oh, we did it yet. Um, but we will actually be empowered. We'll be empowered to walk through it victoriously and to embrace it and to say yes to what God holds for us in that very season. And we will grow and we will mature. And I want to share an example with you that happened recently where I just, I completely failed. Um, but we, at the beginning of the year, we went to the Philippines because we had this, our interview for the visa. So that was the end of that two-year process of everything came down to this. And we went and we, ended, we got the visa and then our passports didn't come back and we were stuck there. Uh, we were stuck in the Philippines with no passports because they were at the, at the U.S. Embassy and we just couldn't fly home. And oh boy, I could not embrace that. Let me tell you, I really struggled. It was really difficult. Um, it was difficult in very many ways because of living situations, of actually having to go back and do work and having to pay everything and flights and this. And I, I just, oh, I just could not embrace it. I honestly couldn't. And it was so difficult. It was just so hard, and it was so dry, and it was just like, God, why are you doing this? Like, why, you know? I expected everything to work out very smoothly, and it didn't. And when my expectations weren't met, took my eyes off Jesus, put them onto myself and the circumstance, and it just was annoying, and it just didn't work. And I could not see why God was doing it. And even, to be honest, even up to this day, I just, I don't understand why God did it like that. You know, we had opportunities to pray for someone, but it's not like something miraculously happened. No one was raised from the dead. No one was healed, at least not that I know of. And it was just like, okay, God, if I could have seen something, you know, if, if something very obvious would have happened, I could have said, okay, yeah, I get it. But nothing did happen, and I just didn't get it, and I still don't get it. But I saw the difference, you know, of how when I looked at myself in the circumstances, oh, I just couldn't wait for this to be finally over. Whereas with this, this other thing that God taught me about embracing and, and, and loving on friends and investing in the ministry, I wish it wouldn't be over <laughs> in some ways. But it was so easy, you know. It got so much easier because I was able to say yes to what God had and what God wanted to teach me. And I was empowered to do it. Whereas being in the Philippines for four weeks, where, yeah, I was not empowered to do anything. I was just dying to go home. How we live and learn in the current season and how we embrace what God has for us in the current season influences how prepared and equipped we are for the next. And I think that's why, that's why it's important to say yes to what God has. And sometimes we're stuck in a season for a little bit longer because God is saying, come on, I'm teaching you something. Say yes to it. Come on, you need it for the next. 
So be encouraged to say yes to what God has for you. And it may look completely different than how you expected it to be. Be encouraged to not enter seasons and placing your own expectations on that season because you may actually walk it out. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Ask him what he's got and then say yes to that. Sometimes, lastly, sometimes we get ourselves into seasons and we're like, oh, what are you doing? And God is saying, I wasn't doing anything. You got yourself there. You know? And then it's time to call out and say, God, just come and rescue me. There's still something for you to learn in that very moment. But I think sometimes we blame God and ask, Why, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he said, it's not my fault. Be encouraged today, whatever season you're in, God is giving you a hope. He wants to give you joy. He wants to speak life. He holds that season, and he holds you, and he's got potential for you to grow in that very season. If it's easy or difficult, if it's been a short or a long season, but he's in charge, so keep your eyes on him. Amen.